This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome, or welcome back, to Sound Sleep. My name is Adam. Thanks so much for listening. I'd love to tell you about Sound Sleep, the premium feed. For less than $1 a week, you gain access to a library of ad-free episodes including two monthly bonus episodes, not to mention the early releases. And you get to support this podcast. Lastly, let's not forget, you will have my greatest appreciation. You can subscribe from either Apple Podcasts or Supercast and listen directly in your favorite podcast player. It's quick and easy. Go to soundsleeppodcast.com or look in the show notes for more information. And thanks so much for your continued support. I really love this next story, and I hope you do too. If you'd like to tell me what you think, feel free to let me know with a review and a rating or send me a message on Instagram or in the Facebook group. I truly love to hear from you. I'd like to tell you about a podcast that has been really helpful to me called The Better Mental Health Show. Host Dr. Chris Fasano gives us simple strategies to talk to kids about their mental health at a young age. Because if we talk with them about their emotions and the importance of mental health as an equivalent of physical health and how to cope through tough times, then our children will grow to be stronger and live happier lives. Find the Better Mental Health Show everywhere you listen to podcasts or go to mentalstrongkids.com. Close your eyes and take a deep breath in, filling your lungs with air. As you exhale, Release any tension or stress in your body. 
you exhale, visualize a bright blue sky above you. The sky is vast and endless, and the clouds are floating effortlessly through it. As you continue to breathe deeply, focus on the clouds above you. Notice their different shapes and sizes, and the way they seem to dance and change as they move through the sky. They are a reminder of the impermanence of all things and the constant flow of life. As you continue to watch the clouds, imagine that you can feel their peaceful energy washing over you. Allow yourself to be present in this moment, fully immersed in the beauty of the sky. Feel your body becoming heavier and more relaxed. As we begin our story, continue with a few more deep breaths, preparing your mind and body to be ready for a peaceful and sound sleep. The String Quartet by Virginia Woolf Well, here we are. And if you cast your eye over the room, you will see that tubes and trams and omnibuses, private carriages not a few, even I venture to believe Landis with bays in them have been busy at it, weaving threads from one end of London to the other. Yet, I begin to have my doubts. If indeed it's true, as they're saying, that Regent Street is up and the treaty signed, and the weather not cold for the time of year, and even at that rent, not a flat to be had. And the worst of influenza, its after effects. If I bethink me of having forgotten to write about the leak in the larder, and left my glove in the train, if the ties of blood require me, leaning forward to accept cordially the hand which is perhaps offered hesitantly, Seven years since we met. The last time in Venice. And where are you living now? Well, the late afternoon suits me the best. Though if it weren't asking too much. But I knew you at once. Still, the war made a break. If the mines shot through by such little arrows 
and, for human society compels it, no sooner is one launched than another presses forward. If this engenders heat, and in addition, they've turned on the electric heat. If saying one thing does, in so many cases, leave behind it a need to improve and revise. Stirring besides regrets, pleasures, vanities and desires. If it's all the facts I mean, and the hats, the fur boas, the gentlemen's swallowtail coats, and pearl tie pins that come to the surface. What chance is there? Of what? It becomes every minute more difficult to say why, in spite of everything. I sit here believing I can't now say what, or even remember the last time it happened. Did you see the procession? The king looked cold. No, no, no. But what was it? She's bought a house at Malmesbury. How lucky to find one. On the contrary, it seems to me pretty sure that she, whoever she may be, is damned. Since it's all a matter of flats, and hats, and seagulls. Or so it seems to be for a hundred people sitting here well-dressed, walled in, furred, replete. Not that I can boast, since I too sit passive on a gilt chair, only turning the earth above a buried memory, as we all do. For there are signs, if I'm not mistaken, that we're all recalling something, furtively seeking something. Why fidget? Why so anxious about the sit of cloaks and gloves, whether to button or unbutton? Then watch that elderly face against the dark canvas. A moment ago, urbane and flushed. Now taciturn and sad, as if in shadow. Was it the sound of the second violin tuning in the anteroom? Here they come. Four black figures carrying instruments and seat themselves facing the white squares under the downpour of light, rest the tips of their bows on the music stand, with a simultaneous movement, lift them, lightly poise them, and looking across at the player opposite, the first violin counts, one, two, three, Flourish, spring, burgeon, burst. The pear tree on top of the mountain, fountains jet 
drops descend. But the waters of the Rhone flow swift and deep, race under the arches, and sweep the trailing water leaves, washing shadows over the silverfish. The spotted fish rushed down by the swift waters, now swept into an eddy where it's difficult this a conglomeration of fish all in a pool leaping splashing scraping sharp fins and such a boil of current that the yellow pebbles are churned round and round and round and round free now rushing downwards or even somehow ascending in exquisite spirals in the air curled like thin shavings from under a plane up and up how lovely goodness is in those who stepping lightly go smiling through the world also in jolly old fishwives squatted under arches obscene old women how deeply they laugh and shake and frolic when they walk from side to side that's an early mozart of course but the tune like all his tunes makes one despair i mean hope what do i mean but the tune like all his tunes makes one despair i mean hope what do i mean that's the worst of music i want to dance laugh eat pink cakes yellow cakes drink thin sharp wine or an indecent story now i could relish that the older one grows the more one likes indecency ha <laughs> i'm laughing what at you said nothing nor did the old gentleman opposite but suppose suppose hush the melancholy river bears us on when the moon comes through the trailing willow boughs i see your face i hear your voice and the bird singing as we pass the bed what are you whispering sorrow sorrow joy joy woven together like reeds in the moonlight woven together inextricably commingled bound in pain and strewn in sorrow crash the boat sinks rising the figures ascend but now leaf thin tapering to a dusky wraith which fiery tipped draws its twofold passion from my heart for me it sings unseals my sorrow thaws compassion 
floods with love the sunless world, nor ceasing, abates its tenderness but deftly, subtly, weaves in and out until in this pattern, this consummation, the cleft ones unify, soar, sob, sink to rest, sorrow, and joy. Why then grieve? Ask what? Remain unsatisfied? I say all's been settled, yes, laid to rest under a coverlet of rose leaves, falling, falling. Ah, but they cease. One rose leaf falling from an enormous height, like a little parachute dropped from an invisible balloon, turns, flutters waveringly. It won't reach us. No, no, I noticed nothing. That's the worst of music, these silly dreams. The second violin was late, you say? There's old Mrs. Monroe feeling her way out. Blinder each year, poor woman, on this slippery floor. Eyeless old age, gray-headed sphinx. There she stands on the pavement, beckoning so sternly the red omnibus. How lovely, how well they play. The tongue is but a clapper. Simplicity itself. The feathers in the hat next to me are bright and pleasing as a child's rattle. The leaf on the plane tree flashes green through the chink in the curtain. Very strange, very exciting. These are the lovers on the grass. If, madam, you will take my hand. Sir, I would trust you with my heart. Moreover, we have left our bodies in the banqueting hall. Those on the turf are the shadows of our souls. Then these are the embraces of our souls. The lemons nod assent. The swan pushes from the bank and floats dreaming into midstream. But to return, he followed me down the corridor, and as we turned the corner, trod on the lace of my petticoat. What could I do but cry? Ah, and stop to finger it, at which he drew his sword, made passes as if he were stabbing something to death, and cried, Mad, mad, mad. Whereupon I screamed, and the prince, who was writing in the large vellum book, came out in his velvet skull cap and furred slippers, snatched a rapier from the wall. The king of Spain's gift, you know, on which I escaped, flinging on this cloak 
to hide the ravages of my skirt. To hide. But listen. The horns. The gentleman replies so fast to the lady, and she runs up the scale with such witty exchange of compliment, now culminating in a sob of passion, that the words are indistinguishable through the meaning. Though the meaning is plain enough, love, laughter, flight, pursuit, celestial bliss, all floated out on the gayest ripple of tender endearment until the sound of the silver horns, at first far distant, gradually sounds more and more distinctly as if they were saluting the dawn or proclaiming ominously the escape of the lovers. The green garden, moonlit pool, lemons, lovers, and fish are all dissolved in the opal sky, across which, as the horns are joined by trumpets and supported by clarions, there rise white arches firmly planted on marble pillars. Tramp and trumpeting, clang and clangor, firm establishment, vast foundations, march of myriads, confusion and chaos trod to earth. But this city to which we travel has neither stone nor marble, hangs enduring, stands unshakable, nor does a face, nor does a flag greet or welcome. Leave then to perish your hope, droop in the desert my joy, naked advance. Bare are the pillars, auspicious to none, casting no shade, resplendent, severe. Back then I fall, eager no more, desiring only to go, find the street, mark the buildings, greet the apple woman, say to the maid who opens the door, a starry night. Good night, good night, you go this way, Alas, I go that.